the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we found out with the stroke of a pen today that our governor thinks it is a greater threat for college athletes not to get paid for being college athletes than it is for girls who play Ohio high school sports to have biological boys in their locker room. I know of no other way to conclude anything else from the fact that Governor Mike DeWine used an executive order to enact name, image, and likeness legislation while doing nothing to enact the Protect Women's Sports Act. Uh, That is not at all, to me, a sensible move for a supposedly conservative Republican governor. But you can feel free to weigh in and let me know your thoughts on it, agree or disagree. I would love to hear from you. It is a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. And our numbers, as always, are 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Donald Trump held a big rally in Wellington, Ohio, Lorraine County, Ohio, on Saturday night. Uh, Former Ohio State football player Anthony Gonzalez, current U.S. Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, was in the crosshairs. Uh, I don't think that's particularly a smart move by President Trump, actually, because Anthony Gonzalez is a guy that I think can do the Republican Party a lot of good, although I certainly, along with the president, quarrel with uh, Gonzo's voting for the impeachment of Donald Trump based upon his remarks uh, in advance of the January 6th uh, invasion of the Capitol. So let's start with Governor DeWine. And a story that began to develop uh, in earnest late last week when Republican House member Jenna Powell of Arcanum attached to the name, image, and likeness legislation the amendment that would protect women's sports. Now, Jenna Powell has proposed the Protect Women's Sports Act, which is a bill that, like many other states in the country, would preserve high school sports for girls and college sports for girls for girls, okay? Uh, This is one of the uh, new twists on reality uh, in 2021 that we, uh, as G.K. Chesterton said, societies deteriorate when they fail to recognize things that are obvious. Yes, our society is deteriorating because we fail to recognize things that are obvious, including that men are men and women are women. Boys are boys and girls are girls. And whether you feel like you are a girl, even though you have a boy's biology, it does not, in fact, make you a girl. Uh, It makes you transgender. It makes you uh, 
in need of therapy. But it does not make you, nor should it make you, eligible to play girls' sports, use girls' locker rooms, and the like. Uh, This is what the Protect Women's Sports Act is about. I believe it is a piece of legislation that a vast majority of Ohioans agree with. A vocal minority disagrees with it. And you know that vocal minority uh, is celebrating Pride Month this month. Uh, It is flying a uh, strangely colored flag. It is marching. It is uh, putting forward the idea that everyone shares their view and the truth is everyone does not. So Jenna Powell tried to do what is often done, attach legislatively an amendment to a bill that everybody wanted passed. Hey, y'all want to pass a name, image, and likeness bill so Ohio State athletes can hawk their endorsement and their celebrity and make money off of it? A movement that I don't love, but I understand, and I don't disagree with in principle, but I think it's going to be an absolute nightmare to uh, implement and manage. Nevertheless, it doesn't mean it's never, the wrong, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. So I'm fine with name, image, and likeness legislation because as long as you're going to pay coaches $7 million and as long as you're going to pay athletic directors as much as $2 million, I don't have a problem with you paying players for generating money that pay those kinds of salaries. So the Senate didn't like it, the Ohio Senate didn't like it, that Jenna Powell attached that amendment to the bill, and so the Senate took it out. Well, the fact that the Senate took it out of the name, image, and likeness legislation killed any chance that the name, image, and likeness legislation on its own, by itself, was going to be approved in an emergency fashion, which, I mean, trust me, folks, if that legislation were not granted in the next day or two, Uh, You don't have to take my word for it. You can take Ohio State football coach Ryan Day's word for it, and it was important enough to him to come down to the Statehouse twice in a week, that the very foundations of Ohio State football built by Paul Brown, Urban Meyer, Jim Tressel, Chris Spielman, Archie Griffin, Jim Parker, you name it, the very foundation would crumble if an Ohio State football player couldn't make a buck off doing a television commercial. I mean, it's just—it's over. It's done. Uh, Day used all kinds of uh, alarmist language. It was like an F5 tornado was hovering over the future of Ohio State football if this didn't happen by July 1. And he found a willing dupe in Miamisburg, Ohio Senator Niraj Antani. I hope Niraj has really good season tickets in exchange for his willingness to bootlick Ryan Day and Christina Johnson and Gene Smith and everybody else out there at 15th and high. So what Niraj Antani and Mike DeWine have told us today is that they believe Ohio State football players being unable to make thousands of dollars off endorsements is a more pressing matter that the Ohio State football players are in more danger of suffering something grievous happening to them than a freshman girl in high school playing a sport, having a biological senior boy 
say he's a girl and be able to shower in the same dressing room as her. That's what Niraj Antani and Mike DeWine are telling you today. Whether you believe that or not is up to you. I don't believe it. I think it is uh, fine if they want to prioritize name, image, and likeness. But in terms of comparing the two to the safety, security, and veracity of competition, not just in sports, but safety and security of women in shelters in Ohio, uh, this is an egregious prioritization of jock sniffing by Niraj Antani and Mike DeWine. Uh, Both men should be embarrassed to show their face in public, to look anyone's daughter in the face. Mike DeWine should be embarrassed to look his granddaughters in the face after signing this executive order, order and letting the Protect Women's Sports Act sit unaddressed. Um, There is zero chance, zero, I will ever vote for Mike DeWine for any office ever again. It is 519 Bruce Hooley Show, Monday edition. Glad to have you along. Hot, hot weekend. Not a good weekend for the uh, home air conditioning unit to go on the uh, blink. Yeah. 87 in the house yesterday, Aaron. 87. That's balmy, my friend. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's sauna levels. Goodness for the cooler basement. Yes. Thank goodness for that. So, uh, Love to have you be a part of the program today. You can uh, follow us if you're out and about and not near a conventional radio by using the app. Search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Or you can use the radio.com, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio app. Find us there as well. At 6 o'clock tonight, we will help you with your planning for retirement with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. Joins us for Money Monday, as he does every Monday night. Uh, The violence in Columbus, unfortunately, continues. Another grim weekend. Uh, Two more young men uh, died in shootings. Uh, We are perilously close to 100 homicides for the year. Uh, Now at 98. How many is that ahead of last year's record pace? Um, At this point a year ago, we were at 58 homicides. We're now at 98. Uh, 176 was the final total last year. We certainly hope that that um, rate of homicides diminishes. But a um, man in his 30s and another victim in his 20s died this weekend. So um, I am still uh, shaken by the death of Mackenzie Ridley, uh, Amira Truss, Olivia Kurtz, Uh, Young girls uh, shot in senseless fashion. And I implore uh, those who may know something involving those murders. Uh, The Amira Trust case is uh, 
fairly self-evident young man who she knew um, has been or will be charged with that. But the Olivia Kurtz shooting at Bicentennial Park and Mackenzie Ridley um, on the east side of the rec center, uh, both need someone to come forward and help Columbus police bring the people to justice who are responsible for that. Uh, Saturday night in Wellington, Ohio, which is Lake County, Ohio, which is east of Cleveland, uh, Donald Trump kicked off what he said is the very first rally of the 2022 election. Uh, You know how this looked, because it looked like almost every other Trump rally during the past political season. Uh, Extremely loyal lovers of the now ex-president coming hours early, uh, dressed in red, white, and blue, waving flags, waving Trump flags, uh, asserting that the president uh, was fairly elected but cheated out of uh, his re-election campaign, uh, his re-election bid. Okay, I'm a big fan of Donald Trump's policies. I believe that he was his own worst enemy when it came to uh, stifling some of his uh, worse personal tendencies um, and hurt his campaign and chance to be reelected in the process. Uh, I can have patience for that because I myself am a uh, person who struggles to stifle my own worst personal tendencies. So I know what that's like and I know what it can, uh, what toll it can take. Uh, I do not want Donald Trump to run for reelection. Not because uh, I think he's uh, would not be a good president, because I don't think he could win. And I know he has the mentality of a uh, pit bull, and he would love nothing more than to prove his critics and those who have been extremely unfair to him in the media wrong. But if he runs, he's going to in my opinion, seriously damage the Republicans' chances of winning what I think will be an easy victory if he doesn't run. I really do think it'll be an easy victory. Now, I think you get away with some of the strange goings-on that were true of the 2020 election once. I know the Justice Department today filed a laughable lawsuit against the state of Georgia that its new voting law is racist and keeps blacks from voting. That's going to be a fun case for Merrick Garland to make with all the expansions of early voting hours. I want to see him try to sell the Supreme Court on the fact that ballot harvesting is a good idea and that people shouldn't have to show IDs to vote. Good luck with that, Merrick. Uh, But Donald Trump is still the leader of a party that does not need him to be anything other than a lovable president emeritus. If Donald Trump were a Democrat, let's just play that game for a second, okay? And he had been beaten in this past election. And there was no depth behind him on the Democratic side of the aisle. Like there is no depth behind Joe Biden on the Democratic side of the aisle. Who are they going to run 
if they cannot prop up the weekend at Bernie's president in 2024. Crazy Cruella de Kamala? No. She is frightening as a candidate. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, screaming Tim Ryan? Who? AOC? Is she even old enough? Can she even spell president? They have no one on their side of the aisle. They are stuck with the cigar store president. But on the Republican side, we have a deep, deep bench. Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley. Mike Pompeo. Christy Nome, although she's not my personal favorite, she'd still be a strong candidate. She will run. She will start running anyway. She's already fundraising. Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton make sound vice presidential candidates. I'm not crazy about Tim Scott. Some people are. Ben Carson is not past his political usefulness. So (laughs) the Republicans have an extremely deep and talented array of candidates. And Donald Trump's day has come, and I'm not saying it is gone, but when he does what he did Saturday night, I don't think he helps the party long-term. Because while I disagree with Anthony Gonzalez, um, 16th District, U.S. House member, While I disagree with the former Buckeye, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, on being one of 10 Republican legislators to vote for Trump's impeachment, I strenuously disagree with Gonzo on that. At some point in time, for his own good and for the good of the future of the party, Donald Trump needs to stop grinding old grudges. Anthony Gonzalez has a bright future in the Republican Party. He is a dream candidate for the Republican Party in nationally in six to ten years. A Cuban-American, a conservative Cuban-American, a football hero who can call Peyton Manning to the stage or Jim Trestle to the stage to campaign for him. Anthony Gonzalez is not someone you want to defeat in a Republican primary, nor is he someone you want to drive to the Democratic Party, as if the Republican Party is not a big enough tent for people who think differently than sycophatically falling in line with Donald Trump's wishes. I don't want Donald Trump to run in 2024 because I want the election in 2024 to be about 2024 and the future. I don't want 2024 to be about making the case that he got screwed over in 2020 as much as I believe there is ample reason to believe he got screwed over in 2020. I know. It makes me a tinfoil hat guy. It makes me a QAnon guy. Fine. Tell me the last time we stopped counting votes at 11 o'clock and one candidate was hundreds of thousands of votes ahead And the next morning, miraculously, was behind. If that victory was so convincing, Democrats, 
Tell me why you object to having it verified. If you won convincingly, wouldn't you want to have it verified? To prove all of us crazy conspiracy theorists. But even with all that said, Donald Trump has a role as kingmaker, but not, again, as king.